1: The following content is not suitable
0: for children. We're talking about the three roads of connection, both emotionally and sexually, George.
1: I love it, Lori. This is
2: good stuff.
0: I think it's going to help us as we think together about both parts of our romantic relationships. Bring it on. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Laurie Watson, your sex therapist.
2: And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist.
0: And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other.
2: Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body.
0: Okay, George, we've got... The high road, the middle road, and the low road, and they're all important in our relationships. So I want to talk and start with the emotional roads, just so we can distinguish that and help couples think about it and talk to each other about it and ask some questions of each other. So we got the high road. Tell me about the high road. let's
2: zoom back for a sec. So... Laura, I think this is so important. We know the success of any relationship is based on the quality of engagement. Yes. And this is just a simple way to help couples recognize the different ways we we tend to engage in a relationship. You know, my guy problem solving brain, I like to put numbers on things. So I usually ask my couples really simply on a one to 10 scale, one being lousy, 10 being the best. Just think mm. about your relationship in these three different roads in which couples connect. Right? So the high road is the amazing stuff of a relationship. The honeymoon, great dates, great sex, vacations, all the playful, good stuff where we see positive affect, Right, that smile. You could just close your eyes and think about great memories and like your body will naturally come alive with all this positive affect on a mm. high road. Mm-hmm. And then we have our middle road, right, which is just a grind the security, the logistics, all the stuff we need to do to make life function. Mm-hmm. Someone has to pay the bills, someone has to do the dishes, take the kids to school. This is where people can partner well or mm-hmm. really bicker a lot. Ugh, this is so yeah. much of our time yeah. gets stuck in this middle road.
0: Exactly, people then, get hung up there.
2: Exactly, and then you have our low road, which is the insecurities, the fears, the vulnerabilities, the hurts, the ouches, all the stuff that you know, inevitably happens in life. Like, do you turn towards each other in these places of struggle, or do you wind up finding yourself in separate corners?
1: And mm, mm-hmm. right?
2: we know the research says when couples do all three roads well, they have the best relationships on the planet.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
2: So we're inviting our listeners to just think about, how do you do that as a couple? You know, you're you good on one, low on the other, there's no right or wrong, but if you could start assessing, we could start coming up with a plan on how we could change those numbers.
0: I like that because it helps us figure out, you know, where our strengths are and where our challenges are. I talked to couples. I was thinking about this one couple and she would say things like, you know, gosh, I got to get out of bed and make the bed. And then, you know, I got to get the kids breakfast and start the laundry. And then there's like all the cleaning that I got to do. And, you know, I got to get dressed. I'm like, you got to (laughs) breathe. You know, it's like. Woo. you got to put one foot in front of the other. And then there are other couples, this one particular, and they were struggling sexually, but they never breathed a word about the middle road of the logistics. It's like, they just got it done. They were in sync. They were doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay.
2: Now that's really, really important some, some people are a disaster on the middle road and others partner really well. Right. Right. So we're just, let's, let's take a typical couple. Um, I will be the, I will be Bill.
0: Bill, okay. The
2: emotional which
0: Okay. I will be Mary. You're right. And I am the emotional pursuer. And we're going to just talk about this in an emotional way first, right? Yeah, and this
2: would probably be the most typical couple that I would see. And so we're going to go, so what would be my high score? You know, I don't, uh, we don't really do a lot of vacations or date nights or fun stuff, so... But I mean, I think sometimes we like each other, enjoy each other. So I don't know. I think that score would probably be about a five for me.
0: Hmm. Well, I feel like even when we're on vacation or we're doing something with the kids that, you know, some holiday thing, like remember the pumpkin party, it was like, you know, you you just seem distracted and you don't really seem to be present with me. I don't know. So I, I guess I would say that it's about a two two yeah I, I don't feel you with me much okay y- y'all gotta see george yeah. right now his, his face is a typical withdrawal i don't even want to
2: do the rest of this exercise after that two score
0: you should just two, see his really? face it's like even in role play i smacked him accidentally i'm sorry oh, well, listen,
2: that's a good pursuer you're doing well I should I should have seen that coming. My fault. You should have braced, so man. You know what? I don't even want to go first for the next one. So how about you go first with the middle score?
0: Well, okay. The logistics of life—you know, paying the bills—I do that. The dishes—I do that. I get the groceries. You know, I'm working full time. I would say the logistics of life—I'm doing eighty percent of them.
2: Okay. Well, what would you give our score? How do we? As do a
0: that? couple, yeah. a one.
2: A one. Well, let's only one direction to go from there.
0: <laughs> what do you think?
2: I mean, I think I work too, and I think we do a pretty good job of our kids are doing well. And oh, that's true. I, I think, you know, we're we're successful. and I think I would probably give us a six on the middle road.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: And then the low road, I, I, I don't really think we talk much about that stuff. So I, I don't know. I maybe give that like a three or a four.
0: So the low road is our insecurities and vulnerabilities. You give it a four?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, we, I don't think we talk much about it, but, you know, I'm I'm there for you if something bad happens, or your mom died, and you were there for me, so, I mean, I think we're there for each other, but we don't really talk much about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you, you are definitely there for me in times of distress, so, yeah, probably a four, that would be good. I just, I don't think we talk with each other, I don't ever hear you tell me you work all the time you know and it's like I don't really know why because we have enough money and so I don't know what insecurity is driving you or and I, I don't really hear from you about that I'd like to hear that more but I don't but yeah I guess a four in terms of steadfastness alright
2: so that Ooh. would be <laughs> is this, is this a is it...
0: common conversation or what?
2: You can see why couples therapists when you set up these conversations you better be ready for a fight yeah because we have different but i I think what most couples don't realize is that when you lose the ability to do the low road which a lot of us don't grow up in families where we the low road is where you repair the low road is where you're, you're able to say hey you know what that makes me nervous or ouch that hurts and when when couples can meet on the low road and have success and repair this is what allows The high road, the middle road, all these other roads to do better. But if you try to avoid the low road, which is what a lot of couples do, what Mm -hmm. happens, it gets harder and harder to do the high road with each other. The distance in a relationship starts to increase. It's not about a lack of love. It's just about mistrust and distance that starts to lower those levels of engagement. Mm
0: -hmm. George, what we just saw between us as we were role-playing Bill and Mary is that I mean, I can even feel the tension in my body in a role play. Mm-hmm. Just there's going to be conflict as they bring these difficult ideas up with each other. How can we help them be safer so that they can have a more productive conversation with each other? I really want them to get something out of this rather than yeah. their differences.
2: Well, that's why it's nice to listen to a role play to, for both partners to prepare themselves for what's likely to happen. Pursuers Mm -hmm. tend to give lower scores because their anxieties, there's there's a problem. They want to focus on a problem. They want to bring attention, right? That Mm -hmm. energy mobilizes to want to have a conversation. We know the withdrawers will probably give higher scores because they don't want to bring attention and make things bigger or more emotional than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So like when you prepare a couple, like it's don't get too caught up in the scores. These scores are just information. They're just Mm -hmm. trying to let us know. I mean, it's really good for me to know, even though it hurt to hear your low scores, because Mm -hmm. those low scores are telling me, you know what, we don't do as much of that high road stuff. If I think back when we first met and how much fun we had with each other, and I compare that to today, there's a big gap. I mean, that's just reality. And I appreciate you kind of giving me those scores. It just gives me more. I want that too. I need to get back in touch, like how it has been okay for me to lose those things or not be so aware of it. And the low road stuff the same.
0: What would you think about having couples rate these three roads emotionally but put a little thought into it before they offer where they think they're at and then make like a direct concrete time specific request to their partner this is what would move me a little higher. Yeah. You know, when if I'm saying you're a 1 on the logistics of life, paying the bills, doing the dishes and stuff like that and if I said But you know what? If you would put the kids to bed on Thursdays and Fridays so that I could take a bath and get ready for sex or whatever and have a little time to myself, that would move me on the logistics of life up to probably a four. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we could get them to offer something concrete, because I think when I hear those scores, I start to feel hopeless, you know, and it's like, okay, we're, we're stuck. We're never going to get out of this. You know, what would move the needle?
2: Right. I think we take all three of those roads. If you want to improve the high road, you got to schedule a date night. You got to go on a vacation. You got to spend time turning off your phones with each other. You have to do things. And yes, you could do a date night and fight with each other. But if you're intentional, you're setting a goal. If you're saying, let's think about our wedding day and watch our video and then go on a date night. Like you're trying to set yourself up. Positive affect is a sign of increase. Do you feel yourself calm or lighter? But you're right. It's hard to enjoy a vacation if you can't really resolve all these kind of ruptures that have happened on the low road. If you can't, if you feel your partner doesn't listen or your partner doesn't care, and you're constantly bickering and fighting, right? Really, it's the low road that that a good couples therapist is helping couples making progress with. Sure, they sure. They see the opportunity in a low road to turn a negative cycle into that positive cycle.
0: So the withdrawer person, I think, is going to have a more difficult time saying something direct, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they have more difficulty making direct requests. What would you say as a withdrawer, what would move the needle for you from a four to something else on the low road?
2: I need us, the conversations to end in success. If we're just going to fight on the low road, I'm not going to want to go on the low road. So that's where we could set up structured exercises, bridging exercises, just trying to help that pursuer. Keep the focus on the withdrawal. Help the withdrawal talk about not knowing, feeling stuck, feeling like they're failing. And like, just thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I didn't know that. Like given some success, right? And then waiting. and. So then, the withdrawer can do the same for the pursuer. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I find on the low road, the more tactical couples are at taking turns and not trying to both ask, talk about what they need or how they're hurting at the same time. Because that usually leads to a fight on the low road, and then that just mm-hmm. again reinforces that negative cycle.
0: I gotta say though, even as you said that, as a withdrawer making a request saying, "I need my conversation, our conversation, to end in success." it gives me a bit of a target. And as a pursuer, I like that. I like having a target. Yeah. I like knowing where we're going. I like knowing that I could somehow or another make it easier for you to engage. So just in that little bit, there was something that felt more helpful in me about it.
2: Awesome. Well, let's come back and let's see how we can do these roads with a sexual cycle.
0: UberLube.com with the coupon Foreplay. You get 10% off. I am still saying to people all over the country, use this in Foreplay. Don't wait until just the moment of intercourse. Like, don't you think people should use a lubricant, you know, when they're starting to touch each other, George?
2: I love that they're just talking to each other about this. <laughs> Even just to say, hey, you got your UberLube, right? I mean, it being so intentional about their intimacy is so cool.
0: You know, and especially over the holidays, there's travel packs that people can use. It's a silicone-based product that basically provides such a great glide. It doesn't dry up and it doesn't get gummy like some of the lubricants out there. It doesn't impact your pH, your hormones. It's recommended by doctors. I had a patient the other day telling me that she was using one of the others. And I'm like, I hate that other one. Please use this one. It is such a better product because it doesn't really taste. You can move from intercourse to oral sex just seamlessly. And it just provides such a better experience.
2: You can't go wrong with that word glide. I mean, that says everything we need to say. Anybody listening, do you want some glide?
0: Then it's uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. Thanks for supporting us at the podcast by using this.
1: Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive?
0: So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How
1: do people know if an intensive will help them?
0: I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work. And also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour.
1: Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about Intensives and Awakening Center's other services at AwakenLoveAndSex.com.
2: So, Lori, sexual cycle. So often with couples, we talk about they switch right? So I'm Mm -hmm. being Bill, I'm the withdrawer emotionally, but now sexually I become the pursuer.
0: Okay. And I'm Mary, who is the sexual withdrawer. And we invite our listeners to just think
2: about your relationships. Do you switch roles or do you have that same role? Right? There's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong. It's just information.
0: It's really about a direction of pushing toward or perhaps pulling away.
2: And it's really nice though, to be able to tap into maybe understanding your partner's position because you can tap into both places. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to end the low, on the high road, as the sexual pursuer, I would give that score a three. I think it's pretty low. I think we don't, Lori leans back now if you see her face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we like that score. Right? I don't think we are too creative. Mary. I don't think we're, <laughs> Ma- Mary, I don't think we're, we're too creative. I don't think we're, Too playful, you know, we don't do sex outside or go to a hotel or kind of do these novel, fun things that to me would be like really big energy, kinda happy stuff. So I don't think I don't think we do a lot of high road sex stuff.
0: So I, I guess for me, the high road is a six, you know, when we went away to Sonoma this summer. I mean, we had a lot of sex. It was really great. I just feel like for me, getting away from the kids, getting away from the home and our work, and I I mean, I think, I don't know, I'd give it a six. That's a good
2: point. I mean, it's, where do you look at this in time? I'm doing it overall. I would give that weekend a six, too. I thought that was pretty good, but that was like one little blip in the whole year, so that's why I give it a three. (sighs) Okay. <laughs> so how about the middle road for you? Don't laugh, Lori.
0: <laughs> um, the middle road, I think, you know, ever since we had that big talk about sex and we decided to set time aside on Saturdays to have sex, I mm-hmm. I would say that logistically we're doing better. I mean, we usually have sex every week. You know, you do give me a little bit of time away from the kids and the In the morning, that helps me because I feel so touched out. And so you know, I get a break and usually by afternoon and evening, I'm more ready to have sex. I don't know for you if it's, you talk about it not being enough. So I don't know where you're going to be on this, but I would say for me, I feel like I'm doing better there, the logistics of our sexual life.
2: I would agree. I would probably give it a five or six i think we we are we've been more predictable and consistent and we're both putting more effort into it and being more intentional so i do think that has improved.
0: yay i i'm i'm glad it's a six i was a good student though and a six is still a d <laughs>
2: probably i'd give it a five and a half but oh you can talk <laughs> me into a six.
0: Oh, that's hurting that's hurting okay well, okay and, and
2: it's it's also good to highlight the couples that are not having sex. This score is going to be really low here too. Right, we haven't had sex in a year. There's not a lot to work with on the middle road. It's not just functional, and we're just in missionary style, or it's predictable and it's boring. Like we're not having any sex at all.
1: Mm-hmm. So that
2: we're at a six here is actually a strength for our relationship. We've mm-hmm. you know at a point in our marriage it probably was lower because we weren't having sex.
0: Mm-hmm. That's probably true.
2: So the low road for me i i don't really think we still talk much about it i mean i know i have some some insecurities around ed and like i just don't i don't really know how to talk to you about that i'm not you don't really talk to me about some fears that you have body image issues that you know we we really don't talk to each other about those things i assume you know you have them i have them but i would give that score you know low i'd say a 3 on that
0: yeah um
2: mary's withdrawing on me she's not yeah. giving me much yes yeah. what's your score mary
0: i feel pretty low on that i mean i i didn't know that you were having fears about ed so i'm kind of feeling like ooh, i wish we were talking about this but yeah we don't i don't even know how to i don't even know how to begin to talk about body image issues or you got mad at me for not having orgasms and not telling you. And it, it was like, then when I told you, it, we just blew up. So yeah, this is really low for us. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do.
2: Well, I appreciate hearing a part of you that wants to talk about that.
0: Yeah, it would be lovely to talk about this. Well,
2: this is nice with a crisscross cycle mm-hmm. that the emotional pursuer, this can tap into that part of them that really does want to engage, that does want to have these vulnerable conversations, right? That The longings for that start to get tapped into. So we could find a bridge here often in the low road of the sexual cycle to mm-hmm. really then turn it into an emotional cycle conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I can just feel, it's so funny, isn't it, that role play brings up emotions. But I can feel both parts, the sexual withdrawal all there, you know, desire really to be connected mm-hmm. and the fear, but like the offer from their partner who says something, even in this conversation that is a little yeah. more vulnerable, you know, it brings out that part of me that says, Oh, maybe there's hope. Maybe we could talk about these things. Yeah. Um, I think the the terrible part as a pursuer is, you know, you kind of become convinced that your withdraw doesn't want to engage But then when I play the withdrawer part and I feel that response to the pursuer's vulnerability, it's like, boom, it's right there.
2: It's awesome to see. I felt the same thing, that kind of switch between the emotional and sexual cycle, like when I had to talk about my ED, that withdrawal emotional part of me said, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you talking about this? But Normally in a sexual conversation, I want to talk about it all the time. I want you to read the book. I want to like talk about positions. I want to like, I love pushing the conversation around sex, but then when it came to the vulnerability and the emotion, that an emotional side of me said, wait a second, this is this is weird. So I, I felt that same tension that you're talking about when these cycles cross over.
0: Yeah. I've been listening to my sexual pursuer clients and so many of them talk about the high road as novelty and kind of a lateral way of thinking about it. If we could just do more things, that would be great. But I've been listening to my sexual withdrawers and many times they talk about the high road as depth, Mm. you know, like, okay, yeah, it's not novelty for me. It's vulnerability. It's like knowing your sexual mind. It's, hearing what you think about, it's sharing something that is deeper and deeper between us as we grow together further. I mean, I I, I know and I understand kind of the excitement that people would feel, of course, about novelty. I understand people who maybe when they're hooking up, you know, how exciting that could be. I, mm-hmm. I do think in long-term relationship, there is a place to go that is better and deeper, that can be very exciting. And I think that that low road that you were talking about, the sharing insecurities and vulnerabilities is kind of where we got to go sexually to keep it alive.
2: Very wise, Lori. I couldn't agree more. So often a low road actually leads directly to the high road Mm
0: -hmm. to share
2: a fantasy. Mm -hmm. That's a really risky thing to do. I'm going to be judged. I'm going to turn you off. I'm going to hurt you. But when I can share that and you could respond to it, I mean, that unleashes. That's what great lovers do. Mm -hmm. They have great communication. They can share their vulnerabilities, right? They do low road stuff. And because of that, they can then celebrate that togetherness that comes in that high road.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think the sexual mind of somebody is something that is an unending resource of excitement. Mm -hmm. You know, people say when they come to a sex therapist, oh, are you going to tell us exciting things to do? I'm like, oh my gosh you have excitement in your mind that I couldn't possibly tap into that is tailor made for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's where you got to tap into. It's not my ideas that are so exciting to you. I mean, maybe they are, but I imagine your own ideas are more exciting.
2: Exactly. So improving these scores. Okay. And we're both big on this low road stuff. Mm-hmm. This is where most of us don't get any help. We don't know how to talk about it. We avoid it like the plague. And yet, mm-hmm. avoiding it, it avoids so much of this depth that, Lori, you're talking about. So, big encouragement to kind of really put aside time to, to see the opportunity in a low road. That's not bad. We know 15% of sexual encounters end poorly. Like, this is par for the course. How do we just kind of intentionally say, let's talk about that with each other. Let's get to know each other better in these deeper ways. I mean, it's amazing what that can do to increase levels of engagement.
0: Mm -hmm. So give me an idea, Bill, about what would help you on the low road? What can I do that would help you feel safer about telling me about what you think about and your vulnerabilities and talking about ED? How can I help?
2: Uh, it's just that openness, that not having judgment to to remind me, I'm the one pushing for these usually sexual conversations, that we're both going to have success in doing that.
0: I need it more specific.
2: Well, excuse me for not being so specific in <laughs> these places. I don't really know myself so well here. <laughs> but if my fear is that I'm going to not be enough, that I'm only... Only when I get it right and I satisfy you, am I, am I really being a man? I guess in these places, I would want to know that, you know, it's okay. Do you love me anyway? That we're just going to enjoy being with each other, even if something doesn't work. Like, that's fine. It's still – it was it's worth being with each other in these places. Take the – help take the pressure off, you know, my staying aroused and having an orgasm. That That's just – a nice part of the process, but there's so many more important parts of the process.
0: Hey baby, you. you had so many orgasms when we were young. It's okay. If every once in a while it misses. No, no. I like okay. That. Okay. So what I can do for you is I'm hearing, keep it safe again. So you want me to stay in the conversation, even if it gets tough, not, mm-hmm. not back out. I think what would make me sort of, what would correlate with what you need so that you keep me engaged and keep telling you that it's okay to talk about this is if I'm prepared for that conversation, Right. I would make an agreement. I will have this conversation with you. I really will. But it's when it's sprung on me that I am in no headspace to do that. So if you would just say, you know, sweetheart, let's go out to coffee next Saturday. And can we spend, an hour just talking about the high, middle, and low roads, and maybe coming up with more of a plan about how we improve our scores. I will do that with you. I promise I will do that with you.
2: I got you. And I know how I can be critical when you're not ready for it. And that's not great for you. So I know emotionally what that feels like. And if we have this sexual conversation, I will protect you.
0: Okay. I like that. Thank you.
2: Well, listen,
0: Anything else we got, or do we got any time, G?
2: We are out of time, but okay, we're that middle road, scheduling it, planning it, just being more intentional. That's all about communication.
0: And I just think about how people in new relationships make plans. That's right. Right. They make a ton of plans when they can sneak away and have those conversations, which, you know, the conversation in and of itself is so exciting. Yep you know, they're making plans to meet, they're setting aside tons of time to meet.
2: So listen, homework assignment, we want you all, one to 10 scale, high, middle, low, emotional cycle, sexual cycle. No sense fighting over it, it's just information, these numbers change, it's just trying to help you find more ways of identifying areas you can get closer. What could be wrong with that? If you do this exercise, and you identify areas you want to improve, your relationship will strengthen.
0: We would also love to hear from you on social media, on Instagram, foreplay underscore radio sex therapy, just if you're having these conversations. We're also doing Q&As there, so please write in your questions. We answer them in our stories for our more engaged followers. And I would add to this assignment that when you bring the number, also bring... Like, what moves the needle? A very specific, concrete request that you can make of your partner that's not negative. Like, you know, stop asking me so much. That's a negative request. Make it positive. Please, let's decide to have sex Fridays like we have been, but I need a quickie on Tuesdays. Would you consider that? Like, really specific request. And, you know, those requests are vulnerable. I know that. But if you can make it positive, short, time limited, that's my suggestion. Beautiful. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to us uh, about the high, middle, and low roads, emotionally and sexually. Keep it hot, everyone.
2: Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff.
0: It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com
1: call in your questions to the foreplay question voicemail dial 833 my play that's 833 my the number four play and we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes all content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor this podcast is copyrighted by foreplay media
2: seeking the truth never gets old